Like, I would rather watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day than a, than a new movie. Every time. <laughs> Unless the new movie is specifically, like, the next, like, you know, hey, would I rather watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day or a, a, the brand new Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah, I'm probably going <laughs> to pick Tarantino on that. Or the new Christopher Nolan or... Yeah. You know, unless it's like something's very like kind of close to my heart. I'd I'm just I'd just rather watch Sherman Air too. Yeah, I mean it's uh Judgment Day. Uh, yeah. Probably the best dun, dun, action dun, movie dun, ever dun, made. Dun. That's right. Kenny Omega. Remember when he used to do that? Yeah, he pulls it out once in a while. I forget what movie he does. He does it for a specific move. He like yeah, I forget which one. I I feel like the I feel like that thing uh, or the, the 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 Terminator gimmick was just more New Japan. I think he hasn't really brought that back. The you know the sunglasses with the leather jacket and the hair. <laughs> yeah, not really. But uh, yeah, he's in this middle. He's got the beard. He's got the blue hair. He's doing his anime thing right now. He does. He has. <laughs> Kenny Omega has new hair every single week, right? I'm not crazy. He has a new. It's been blue for a while, I think, like black and blue. But it's so the way you gotta go, you know. Yeah, but y- he was blonde there for a bit, and I I do understand in the hair world that sometimes you have to like dye to one color, so you can dye to a new color on top of that. You know, you just yeah. can't go, you know, one, you know, color A to color B sometimes. Yeah, it's the, you bleach it and then you dye it, so it's a lot better to stand out. I mean, honestly, we've been talking about it for, uh, you know, I mean, we've been talking as as the shooties roll around (laughs) and best hair is uh, brought up to the public. I mean, although, uh, you know, maybe not as flashy as other hairs, Kenny Omega, the hair itself on Kenny Omega's head has really gone through a lot this year. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's not all about Flash. Last year, Cameron Grimes took it as well. Exactly. So. Right? That's just be of sheer volume of it, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's the best part about the shooties. Hey, anybody can win anything at any time. You never know. <laughs> anyone could win. Match of the year could be could go to a uh, go to a, a do drop Eva Marie. Do drop Eva Marie. Hey, <laughs> it's uh, you know that's part of what makes the uh, the process so uh, so incredible. You know, if Eva Marie saved my child from a burning fire and then do drop introduced me to my wife, I'd be like, hey, match of the year. They <laughs> match, both influence. Match of the year, uh, female performer of the year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spot of the year was the big dewdrop, kind of crossbody sitting slam. <laughs> uh, I'd even give them tag team of the year. Uh yeah, I guess so. Rookie of <laughs> the year, dewdrop, looking for that rookie of the year. Best yeah. gimmick. <laughs> All right. All right. Now oh. this isn't a, this isn't a podcast where we exclusively talk about Eva, Marie, and dewdrop. No. This, no. This, no, this is the Shoot Brothers. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hey, yes to that. This is the Shoot <laughs> Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's the only wrestling podcast online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Woohoo! Woohoo! And he is there on a yeah, like we said, a beautiful October day. We got a great week of wrestling action. We had a pay per view. La- right. We had a pay per view last weekend. A draft is coming up. That's right. The much anticipated season three of WWE uh, <laughs> is here. I guess we had our season premieres. Uh, also, right after Extreme Rules, uh, where the Demon is back. The Demon, baby. I mean, 
take a lot to put him down, I think. Take so a we'll lot see. to put him down. We're going to Saudi. <laughs> All that fun wrestling stuff. Let's uh, let's kick off the week, though. Let's kick off the week the only way that we know how to, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. <laughs> Crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion, one of the more prestigious professional wrestling titles. Of course, it is the time of October, uh, spooky season. Season spelled S-Z-Z-N. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about here. It's the time where people like to uh, people like to watch scary movies, cuddle up maybe with some cider. Yeah, uh, pumpkin spice is selling across the nation. Uh, pump the, the pumpkin spice. Uh, the stocks are back up on pumpkin spice. And everyone <laughs> seems to be on board yeah. with fall this year, except for def- and defending now oh. four-time Twitter champion MJF. Woo. Maxwell Jacob Jeez. Friedman, who uh, not only this week recently uh, put a, put a little trademark beside his uh, Twitter handle, you know, Ma- Maxwell Jacob Friedman is a t- is a trademarked name. You just can't use that word willy nilly without summing uh, without without paying somebody right. But he wrote out, uh, <laughs> he tweeted out to the world, the time of year where grown men and women pretend it's acceptable to dress up and post about how Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth are good movies is upon us. Grow up. <laughs> MJF, MJF doesn't have time for this spooky season spelt SZN. No. He doesn't have time for this. Well, it's so funny that you say that because just this morning I was uh, scrolling on my phone doing the morning routine. And on Reddit, I come across a picture of MJF fully dressed up as the demon, Finn Balor. So uh, I think he is a closeted spooky season. <laughs> closeted <laughs> spook! <laughs> but awesome. he's always in gimmick, so. He's always in character. Gotta give him that. Gotta give him that. <laughs> uh, congratulations, MJF. Uh, I like it. It's only happened a couple times now, I think, where the Tweet of the Week champion has actually defended. Like, he's gone back to back. Yeah, that's because you're not just defending, like, one-on-one. You're against the whole universe at once. It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. You got to Congratulations <laughs> to MJF. And uh, let's get on with the show then, shall we? Let's kick off the show, I guess, before we have one more pay-per-view before. Uh, the, I guess this is effectively kind of feels like a season finale. Yeah, pretty much. This is uh, yeah, the last time, allegedly, you'll see some of these matchups and... Uh, some of these champions, who knows? Titles can switch shows. Titles can switch that? shows. You never know what's going to happen with one of these drafts. So let's get into it. Let's uh, let's review a little pay-per-view. Head down to the horror show because uh, we've got WWE Extreme Rules. Review. That's right. It's extreme. One match will be at least. But Live uh, from Columbus, Ohio, Extreme Rules, traditionally a pay-per-view where... Oh, one thing I like about an Extreme Rules pay-per-view is that the 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 theme is overarching. At Hell in a Cell, we know we're getting two Cell matches, right? You can't have a bunch of Cell matches. Extreme Rules, hey, we can have let's we could have seven matches with seven unique stipulations, all with it. It could be on a pole. It could be a a, a no DQ. It could be and and everything in between. So I'm really excited to see what Vince uh, has cooked up for us back there. Uh, The show kicks off uh, with some singles uh, women's action. Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. 
No pre-show. This was yeah, not. Was, nice. this, uh, was this on the pre-show? This was the pre-show. Okay. Yeah, okay. this was on the pre-show. Because they, uh, well, before this, they had a big fight backstage and they added an extra match. So we get that six-man New Day Lashley thing. Mm. Uh, so this was on the pre-show. Mella, Liv. Nice reaction for Liv, this crowd. I like it. They were chanting, let's go Morgan, which was nice to see. So... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the crowds know. have been behind Liv Morgan ever since Money in the Bank. Ever since crowds yeah. came back, she's uh, the fans have really been. Maybe there's a little bit extra now. You know, fa- the fans want Ruby and Liv. You know. <laughs> yeah. Either way, hopefully they, this push for her continues beyond a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, basically she beats up Carmella. Her her new signature move she likes to do. She pulls their arms back and then like drops and kicks you forward. So she slams Carmella into the announce table. And then follows up with her cool, the second rope flatliner to get the three counts. So, nice win. Nice win for Liv. Nice win Proud for Liv, play. like you said. Uh, I, I, this might have been the first pre-show I watched in a long time because somehow I thought this was the show. The, <laughs> the, show, show? the main show. So it yeah. just kind of, you know, it happened. And then uh, uh, whatever. Excited to see Liv Morgan, uh, hopefully a little thing into the future. But yeah, the show kicks off, like you said. A little, little brawl backstage. We get this New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ, and Omos to kick off the show. Um... And then this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was hot. Yeah, I mean, this crowd was great, great hot all night, the whole time. But uh, yeah, this was more than just a TV match. You know, they gave them like twenty minutes. Everyone was having fun. Everyone loves New Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Though eventually, uh, yeah, Lashley hits a Dominator on Kofi, but then Biggie tags in, starts running wild. AJ tries to jump in, but then Lashley spears AJ accidentally. Biggie picks up Lashley, hits the big ending to get the pin for his team. And yeah, just a fun, fun opener. Everyone had fun. Yeah, and it made sense uh, from like a, like a story. It made sense story-wise also, right? To have Biggie and Lashley want to go at it. And to have both these tag teams who have gone at each other in, you know, many, many weeks since Mania. So the whole thing kind of made sense. New Day is still as over as ever, even though even if this was the first match, you know, the three of them had, and who knows how long? I don't even know, actually know how long. Yeah, and I mean, with the draft looming, they want to get it in while they can because it could be split up. Because they could be split so. up. I mean, last thing we need, uh, you know, if if uh, we can't get Kofi and Xavier split up, also imagine that, and then it's like, <laughs> if, you know, well. Xavier and Biggie, Kofi's on. Oh God, who knows? Yeah, they can't. I think Xavier on his own would have the hardest time. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a breakout. But uh, afterwards, Lashley's all pissed off backstage, says this is bullshit, and challenges Big E to a title match. So they they promise us that for the next night on Raw. Okay, next night on Raw. That's sounding good. Big E still officially a SmackDown champion. However, you know, he, he can appear on Raw since he does hold that championship. Yeah, so he's kind of in this special zone for the next week or whatever. And now, of course, last night's episode of SmackDown was the was the draft premiere, correct? Or like it, it was it was last night and then this coming Monday. Yes. Okay. Yes. Copy. So, yes. Copy that. <laughs> uh, then we had the Usos defending those SmackDown tag titles against Street Profits, who uh, pulled out the classic. The Raptors, purple and red gear that I think they wore at our That's Toronto ex- takeover. the exact same gear that they wore. I'm glad you caught that, too. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You get special gear, you're not just going to, 
you know, you put it in the closet, you can pull it out a year or two Exactly. Later, so. Exactly. <laughs> and Columbus, you know, I think they're in Columbus tonight or Cincinnati. They were in Ohio, probably somewhere yeah. where, eh. Eh. They have, yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea this is a Raptors reference. Uh, so anyways, yeah, you know, I was a bit surprised they go back-to-back tag matches to start the show. But, you know, doesn't matter. The crowd was into it. Everyone was having a good time. Montez Ford had his ribs all taped up because uh, we didn't mention two nights before. Him and Roman Reigns had a nice competitive match on SmackDown. Ford mm-hmm. looked pretty good, but uh, took a beating there. So they're targeting those taped up ribs. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, this was we were, this was the second match in the show. And like we said, there was only one Extreme Rules. But from this match forward, I think every single match had a We Want Tables chant, even though there was no chance of them happening. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. So we are in match three. Not a single match has had a stipulation yet. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, Ford's flying around. He's jumping over the ropes. Uh, he hits the from the heavens, but the pin gets broken up last second. And then the Usos just double team him, beat the shit, double super kick, and then a double Uso splash. Which just crushes Montez, and that gives the Usos the three count to retain, but hard-fought match. It'll be a battle of the splashes eventually. It's got to turn into a battle of the splash. <laughs> Whoever yeah. splashes uh, is, uh, you know, more devastating. Solid. But Solid Montez, work. Montez is really separating himself, I feel like. Uh, I mean, not that I'm pushing for it, but I feel like they're going to break him up, and Montez is going to be a star, and Dawkins is going to go the way of Tucker. Not Tucker, and then what? Then Montez goes the way of Otis? I mean, no, hopefully not that, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, that match on SmackDown, there was one funny thing. Did you see when Montez goes to step on the table and then pulls Tony Storm? Yeah, (laughs) he storms it. The whole thing just falls. God, what are these tables being made out of? Well, I don't know. Well, Pat McAfee, though, quickly covered it. He's like, that must have been for my fat ass dancing on it earlier <laughs> during the whole. Pat McAfee. Say, good cover. Great cover. Con- commentary of the year. He's up for it. Honestly, the- he, yeah. Him and Cole are so much better than fucking Saxton and <laughs> Stewart. Yeah. Corey. Corey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's move along here because we've got your queen, Charlotte Flair. Defending that Raw Women's title against the hometown hero, Alexa Bliss, uh, good old Ohio girl, and um, is it, oh, oh, is this like an Ohio street fight or something? Or uh... <laughs> no, it's a championship match. Is this uh, a uh, well? You know, of course, you know Alexa Bliss. You know, you say you say you're taking on Alexa Bliss, but you're also taking on Lily. Is this some kind of like welcome to the dollhouse match? You know, with like a, a fun kind of arbitrary stipulation like that. Well, let's be honest. I don't think you want that. No, I don't. I don't think you're asking. I, 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 you're not asking for a dollhouse I'm not actually match. asking. Don't give him a- <laughs> I guess I'm asking for a stip. Uh, match four, no stip. Yikes. Well, uh, yeah, like you said, she's got Lily in her corner, and mm-hmm. she's got the crowd in her corner. They were fully fully behind Alexa here, and uh, yeah, you know, she was still doing the, the spider movement, but we got some classic Alexa as well. She's kind of kind in between right now, but... Um, yeah, because she's a baby face, so she can't do weird things. Because baby faces yeah, don't do not, weird things. They do normal, heroic-looking things. 
She's not shooting fireballs and black goo and stuff right now. Exactly, because that's when she was a heel. <laughs> See, this all makes you... A, 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 a heel wouldn't have a doll that you can buy on WWEshop.com for, what do we think, 30 bucks? What do we think? What do we think At the least cost? 30 American dollars. Uh, <laughs> 30 hard-earned American dollars. Plus shipping, $15. So unless you buy with the Charlie doll and you get free shipping, so <laughs> they're they're just giving the Joe's Charlie dolls away. <laughs> they're just giving them away. Uh, uh, we do have the match though. It's thirty bucks American. Uh, <laughs> thirty bucks. 30 okay, bucks. all right. I said. Uh, so yeah, I mean the match. I liked Charlotte. You know, trying to wear her down for the figure eight. At one point, she did this cool submission I haven't seen where she had Bliss held upside down like a vertebraker, but then she grabs her legs and she's contorting her. Looks cool, hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte, she's doing uh, some Andrade moves. She that, does that double, that double moon salt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like Andrade. That was cool. Nice seeing, nice seeing <laughs> that. Uh, and then Alexa pulls off a picture perfect code red sunset bomb. Very nice move. Mm-hmm. You don't, you and don't see goes, many women in the division doing that. No, probably not. Uh, I mean, Nia Jax, no thanks. We're not going to try that. No. But, uh, so she goes for a twisted Bliss, but then Charlotte gets her legs up. Uh, Bliss hits her big DDT, but Charlotte gets a foot on the rope. But she knows she's in trouble now. So she uh, picks Lily up off the ring post, throws it at Alexa, then just hits her with a big boot to the face. Uh, and then, yeah, just slams her into the ring post, hits the natural selection, and that gets her the three count. Charlotte retains. Charlotte retains the championship. Thank God. No, thank God. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I hate. I wanted Alexa to win, yeah. and I hate the natural selection as a finisher. Um, yeah, I'd much rather just a yeah. figure eight. Yeah, even though. Yeah, either way, she got the win, uh, but she wasn't done there. <clears throat> because <laughs> she's not satisfied. She picks up Lily and then just proceeds to tear her apart limb from limb, literally. Big negative reaction from the crowd. And there's just stuffing everywhere, and she holds the title in one hand and the carcass of Lily in the other. Uh, and then Bliss comes too, and she just goes wild, beats the shit out of Charlotte. But Charlotte manages to sneak off. Uh, so Bliss goes back into the ring and then just has a mental breakdown. And she's crying, picking up the pieces of Lily. I thought this was a good visual here. Nice nice selling from hmm. Alexa. Yeah. She looked very distraught. Distraught. Uh, yeah, I feel like she was channeling the inner feelings of when her pet pot belly pig recently passed away. So. Well, that's sad. She's quite upset. Hmm. Uh, but then it was weird because there was this thing in her mouth. I think she tried to put in like a alka-seltzer to make her mouth foam or something because there's just like these little white tablets that's exactly that's exactly what it was (laughs) yeah but she's like picking up the pieces trying to put the stuffing back together but this foam wasn't working so whatever either way uh yeah yeah really some some of the close finishes were uh the biggest highlights of the match uh the stuff with the lily doll at the end yeah that's where it lost that's where it lost (laughs) me um, you didn't feel sad? I didn't feel sad, no, because, <laughs> well, there was this thing of like, because, okay, so if The Fiend and Alexa Bliss are doing the exact same thing, right? The Fiend didn't like cry over spilled milk. He lost in a couple, remember there was that, those weird finishes with Seth Rollins there? 
and uh, somewhere amongst that rain, there was like the no last man standing, but then they called it early or something like that. Uh, and then he didn't come back. Like he he was never in the ring showing like vulnerable emotion because he was still meant to be, I think, a heel. And I think like Alexa Bliss is the same. Like she she buries Bray Wyatt. Like aren't we? Isn't she still a heel? I don't know. I think she turned babyface without really doing it officially, but everyone cheers for her. Right? Yeah. Just who knows? Yeah. Just who knows what's going on here with this uh, with this Bliss thing? But fucking hey, she lost. So Charlotte, <laughs> bring on an, bring on your next challenger. Well, yeah, I did hear that uh, Alexa's going to take some time off, have surgery. So maybe this is the end of that character. But I don't know. If these Lily dolls are selling so well, they're not going to want to stop. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one to see where that character goes. Uh, next match <coughs> Next match in the card. Triple threat for that United States title. Title? Championship? Right. We can't use the... No, Whatever you want. But you can't call them belts. I've heard that. Uh, yeah, but that's just... <laughs> Damian Priest is your champion. He's taken on both Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Sheamus uh, kicking Jeff Hardy out of the ring very early, uh, if not immediately <laughs> after the bell is rung. Uh, so him and Priest get a little bit of, uh, of action going on early. Yeah, but man, this crowd was just super hot for Jeff Hardy. They wanted nothing else but Jeff Hardy to win this match. Yeah. <laughs> Even Damian Priest, you know, who's been nothing but a baby face. They were booing him when he was punching Hardys. Yeah, I think but, ju- uh, just because he wasn't. Yeah, Jeff Hardy was getting a huge reaction here. This was, yeah, I guess it was just probably just a nostalgic crowd, you know, guys in their mid-30s who grew up. And, N- yeah. nostalgic- Jeff Hardy's from North Carolina. And, 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 and also, well, it's going to be, you know, now that we've re- we're returning to live crowds and you're getting the, like, the first time some of these crowds have maybe seen professional wrestling in almost two years who knows like that first what whoever comes to toronto first whether it's <laughs> wwe or aew i, I what we, you and i will be there i have yeah. no idea what's going to happen i have no idea what will happen <laughs> they, we could be you know we, we're toronto the crowd mike we're there famously booing bailey in the midst of her <laughs> like hot hot hugger thing or whatever yeah famously well. booing a top baby <laughs> face <laughs> AJ Styles oh, yeah. comes out, Sometimes. you're booing him, nobody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun. This match was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually Sheamus' mask has fallen off again. He's happens every time now. Uh, oh. But yeah, eventually Sheamus hits Hardy with the broke kick, but then Priest rolls Sheamus up from behind and gets the three count. Priest retains. Uh, yeah, match was good, but just... This crowd was just so electric for Jeff. They were so hot for him. (laughs) If he had won, it would have blown up the place. Oh, yeah. Imagine. uh, Imagine like they call they call an audible mid match and Vince comes on the headset (laughs) like give it to Jeff. Yeah. But, you know, they play into it at the end. Jeff comes in the ring and him and Priest kind of do the pose, do the arrow thing together. So Mm -hmm. a little show of respect, Uh, even though Priest is like three or four years younger than him i, think. <laughs> I, I bet know. i bet if anything he might be like older uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go to becky lynch defending the smackdown woman's title against bianca belair this hotly anticipated rematch mm-hmm. and uh the crowd is split pretty dead even here at least to begin you know cheering 
Let's go, Becky. Let's EST. Uh, maybe slight edge for Bianca. Baby face there, but... Uh, yeah, I think we got mostly what we wanted here for most of the match. They got over 15 minutes, and... Yeah, just hot, hot crowd, and Becky working over Bianca, looking for the disarmer, and... Uh, but, you know, Belair, best athlete in the company, maybe? Uh, she's just showing off her strength, pressing Becky over her head. Uh, yeah, anyways, things are turning up, getting really hot here. They're both looking for their finishers. Uh, Becky's got her, fighting her, trying to get her in this disarmor. But Belair stands up off the ground, turning it into the KOD. But, but before she can even hit it, in comes the return of Sasha Banks, who runs down, attacks Bianca. Causing the disqualification, ruining the end of a really good match. But, yeah, you know, she's got beef. This was her spot at SummerSlam. She never got the match. Becky stole it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's got beef. And this is the first time we've seen her since she mysteriously disappeared, correct? Yeah, we haven't. I mean, and before that, we hadn't seen her since WrestleMania. So we've pretty much bizarre. Gone like six months I mean, without yeah, like DQs uh, suck, but. Like, you know, if if, Bil if Bianca wasn't going to win, then maybe this protects her, blah, blah, blah. But I, I feel like it uh, I feel like it harms more Becky right now. Like, Becky, although, you know, she's playing up her heel thing right now, and this match was a good performance by her, her, her return since SummerSlam has not felt as maybe as strong as the rest of the WWE Universe would have wanted. Well... I think they've done a good job so far on the heel, making yeah. her feel like a heel and everything. And uh, but yeah, with Sasha coming in the picture, you got like two top heels in the same. Uh, but yeah, like well, at least why can't why can't a heel have a good match though? You know, like <laughs> I mean, they could have they could have just uh, you know, like yeah. why couldn't you know, and then have it end in a in a count out or a double count out? I don't know, but or, you know, I mean, if Sasha was gonna come back anyways, but yeah, it feels like this. DQ thing while the heel comes out on top. This happens a lot, right? Yeah, well, I guess Sasha was the one that comes out on top at the end. I but. guess so, yeah. Oh. Uh, that'll all lead, though. We'll get the announce at some point that those three are going to have a triple threat at Crown Jewel. We're going to so. Saudi, baby. Yeah. That's right. The women for this third time ever. I think only the second. I think last time it was, uh, second? yeah, okay. it was like Bailey oh, yeah, and Natty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, I thought, no, maybe it was Lacey. I feel like Lacey wrestled. Maybe. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, match was good. The finish uh, could have been better. Left Something that left to be, yeah, something left to be designed. Yeah. But you know, I think they're going to do a good job building when Belair finally does win that title back. It's going to be a big moment. It'll be worth something. Yeah. But let's go to the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns defending that universal title against the demon, Finn Balor. But they just call him the demon the entire match about 50, 60 times. Yeah. Uh, I, there per was... minute. <laughs> well, you know. That's, that's my, that's my <laughs> but, goal. But... That's Michael Cole. But this is Extreme Rules. Like we said, uh, that's the name of the show. And, you know, why not? If you're only going to do one, you might as well do it in the main event, right? It has to be. Jesus Christ. One out of seven matches was. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, 
So, of course, you know, uh, Roman comes out first. Very rare for him. Uh, but the demon entrance is just going to overshadow. So, And you know what? I, uh, I think his entrance actually has pretty good use of that AR technology with, like, uh, you know, it had, like, a red tornado going out over top, just blending in with the real-life smoke. Looked pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely hit or miss. Uh, yeah. And you know, you've been, you know, Vince probably sees it, loves it, and wants to do it for everything. That's why sometimes Randy Orton looks like a big poo is following him to the stage, a big, co- a big co- long coiled up poo. Yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah, he does the whole entrance, the red lights, the smoke. Everyone's doing the the pose. We all love it. The body paint is amazing. Whatever. I'm sure that takes a long time to get off because it doesn't rub off during the match. It just stays yeah, on. Probably perfect, not. Pretty. No. But, uh, yeah, crowd was hot. Reigns is trying to feel out the demon early on. And, uh, yeah, he's giving him a good fight. Uh, so they pull out the weapons. We get the kendo sticks. But then the demon pulls out a massive kendo stick, like five of them taped together. Uh, so they're just beating the shit out of each other. But this crowd is just chanting, we want tables. They've wanted them all night. So Finn goes to pull one out. But then Reigns just nails him. And he slides a table back under the ring. He's like, no, no tables. Crowd booed. Good little heel moment. For yeah, me. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so instead, he grabs a chair, just starts unloading on Balor with that. But the demon fights back, stomps the chair into Roman's chest, and then hits him into the steel steps. And then he pulls the table back out to a huge roar from the crowd. But once again, Reigns cuts him off, uh, throws Finn over the barricade so they can go and fight into the crowd. Uh, but first, Reigns just has Heyman hand him a face mask, which, uh, you know, I mean, that makes sense in, I mean, both uh, in kayfabe. He can be like, I don't want to breathe your air, you people. And then also in real life, I mean, he's immunocompromised with his leukemia shit. So. <laughs> and we're, n- we're not out of the woods yet, folks. We're not out of the woods. Yeah. So, yeah, I know some people were complaining, but I'm like, ah, I think it works. Remember when, Dean like, Ambr- Remember when Dean Ambrose had his whole, like, gas mask thing where he was <laughs> yeah, like, that oh, was much worse. I don't want to breathe uh, your air. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was kind of funny. Yeah, Rowan, he puts on his mask. They fight into the crowd up to the pre-show little area there. So, uh, yeah, Finn gets slammed onto a glass table, but then he stands up, hits a big crossbody onto Roman, crashing through another table. Uh, and then they finally fight back to the ring. Reigns ditches his mask. Finn sets up a table, uh, but then Reigns picks him up, hits him with a urinagi through that table, but the demon kicks out of that at two. Uh, so yeah, soon after though, he hits a Superman punch, and then he hits the spear, but the demon kicks out of that at two. But at the very same time, he pulls a page out of Roman's book by using his arm to punch Roman in the balls as he's kicking out. Uh... So that gives him the advantage. Uh, Finn just takes over. He hits the coup de gras. He goes for the cover. He's got the match won, but then the damn Usos just yank him out of the ring, breaking up the pin. It's all legal here. So they yeah, just it's beat all legal. Him. It's all legal on Extreme Rules. <laughs> yeah. So uh, three on one, they beat him down, but uh, Finn's still fighting back. Power bombs Jay through an ounce table, but then Rain spears Finn through the barricade. So at this point, the demon is just lying down, face down on his stomach, uh, on the ground, when all of a sudden we hear the heartbeat, the demon's heartbeat, and the lights start flashing, and at the same time, and with the beat, Balor's just, like, convulsing. It's like someone shocked him with the, uh, <laughs> what do you call him? <laughs> with, with sub, with some bass. Yeah. 
<laughs> some bass, yeah. <laughs> the boom, boom. So <laughs> he's just convulsing, and then eventually uh, the music plays, the lights go red, the demon rises back to his feet and just starts beating the shit out of Reigns. Uh, chair shots, 20 of them. Shotgun drop kick through a table, throws Reigns back in the ring, climbs to the top rope. The crowd is on their feet. He's about to hit the coup de gras. But when he stands up, the rope snaps and he comes crashing down to the mat. And just like that, a record scratch. The lights turn back on. The music stops. Uh, everyone's like, what the fuck? And he's selling his hurt leg from the accident. Turns around into a spear from Roman. And that gives him the three to retain his title. Man. Uh, what I what a cool <laughs> ending. What a cool ending. I I I think. I have to say. It was unique. I'll give him because that. Because it was unique. Like if something's booked to be a certain way, I can follow it until, you know, maybe see it through. Hey, if it's booked <laughs> for a doll to be scary, I can't see that one all the way through. But hey, you know, it was like a thing. There was an audio visual component. There was like there was a guy beside uh, Fit Finley in the back who pressed a button that was like fiend convulse button. And then it was like, OK, let's we're switch around the production right now. Beep, boop. And, you know, yeah. we went into it and then the rope snapped. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's this is only what the demons. I think it's like the demons second loss ever. Yeah, first on the main roster. First on the main roster, but almost like a protected kind of one where the rope fell. Yeah, I know? mean it's it's it was a really really well executed visual. Uh, I'm wondering what the storyline is. It's I mean is the was the was the demon power just so overwhelming that or or did someone just literally come up and cut the rope like Paul Heyman or what, what what's the story yeah, I don't know I, I don't think there even like needs to be a story necessarily right <laughs> we'll like, just never say how or why or you know like we can still bring <laughs> it up like hey the rope snapped and that sucks but yeah. it's it's just like it happened and it's like shit well it happened <laughs> <laughs> it happened right yeah. the best, I mean I, think, I was hoping I, I think the best reaction you can get from the crowd is that of confusion uh, and that's what it was. It was like, wait, was this supposed to happen? Wait, wait, what's happening? I don't know. Oh my God, Roman Spear win! And then yeah. it's just that whole, the whole uh, series of events is just what, 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 what? Yeah, it was, it was very well executed. I just, very I would have so. slightly preferred if he had hit the coup de gras, got the pin, right? The one, two, right. three. Uh, but no, it was well done. Pat McAfee was noticeably pissed off. He called it Bush League, which. May have gotten him in some trouble. You think so? <laughs> Calling our brand Bush League. Oh, right. I mean, right, not really. Right. He's not going to get in trouble. He'd be like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Fire me. I don't give a fuck. I wonder how much they're paying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, either way, though, I still like the match. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Is that the end of the, the demon? What happened to the rope? Who knows we'll, if we'll find out. But overall, yeah, I like the pay per view pretty good. A couple weird endings here and there, depending on what you liked. But uh, the wrestling was always good. Yeah, wrestling was good, and like you said earlier, hot crowd, which really made the, uh, which really made it. Just want to, uh, for our personal reference, yeah, this was an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. There was one Extreme Rules match. Uh, for those keeping track at home, there was four in 2020 at the horror show there. There was also four <laughs> in 2019. There was five in 2018, and uh, 2017 had four. So... 
Normally about four or five seem to be the uh, normal amount of extra, uh, of rules with a stipulation. Remember mm-hmm. we had like Alexa Bliss on a pole that one year. Uh, <laughs> anything with it. And there was uh, James Ellsworth in a shark tank. Anything with a stip. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, yeah. Besides just normal pinfall or submission. Uh, there you go. Only one. But there you have it. That was the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Let's move along with the show shall we uh let's get into i guess maybe the very next night how does that sound because extreme rules ends and then uh, uh monday night raw starts let's get Right, and they're starting with that big match they promised us the night before. Big E defending his WWE title against Bobby Lashley. Uh, but usually, if you book a match like that to start off Raw, there's going to be eh, there's, there's a good chance something will make it not end and have to do it again later. <laughs> but uh, hey, maybe not. Maybe so. Anyway, doesn't matter either way. Big E's looking good. He's in control. Hits that crazy diving spear through the ropes, but then. Former Hurt Business members, Sheldon and Cedric, show up. But they've got the Hurt Business shirts on again, so maybe uh, maybe they're back in business, baby. Hmm. But anyways, this distraction allows Lashley to take advantage. He hits the spear, but the New Day are not going to let their boy go down like that. So they come running again. They attack. Big brawl everywhere. DQ. No contest. Uh, but Adam Pierce comes out and says, we're not going to end it like that. Big E, Bobby Lashley, will compete again tonight for the title inside a steel cage. Which, uh, I gotta say, I didn't notice it at all during the match. They did a good job keeping that out of, out <laughs> however, of However, the camera angle works. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, cage match, main event. Why not? Why not? Uh, why not? Uh, Eric versus Angel Garza? I don't know. Eh. I don't know. Uh, anyways, yeah. Garza wins. Garza, Garza wins. Eric, uh, which yeah. one's Eric? He's the one that's not Ivar. Slightly, yeah, short hair or bald head. Yeah, I guess Ivar uh, Car- uh, Humberto Carrillo. That's what's going to happen next week. <laughs> you know it. Fantastic. Uh, what is not fantastic is, I mean, you've got one of your most athletic men on the roster. Ricochet is now challenging Reggie for the 24-7 title. What a waste. What a waste. What of, a waste. What a waste of Ricky. Psst, yeah, Ricky. Don't call. Don't let anyone hear you call him that. <laughs> Ricky. They're going to start calling him Ricky. But uh, you know what? I guess he's one of the very few guys that can keep up with Reggie's acrobatics. So, But they didn't even do that. They did like two flips. The gaggle jumps in. They beat up everyone. Uh, yeah. Reggie runs However off. However it is. Uh, first of all, if they rename him, I think they would style it like Rick. O'Shea. So it'd be like R I C K O apostrophe S H A Y, maybe like Rick O'Shea. Like he comes like, out with an Irish accent. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, hey, Hogan came out. He didn't have an Irish accent. Uh, and neither does Rick O'Shea. I'm so torn with Ricochet these days because uh, Ricochet performs, like, he's on every main event. He's been on every main event for a year and a half now. Like the guy gets. He, he the guy has a match every single week. He's 50-50, he's back forth, back forth. He has a he has an event he has a match on every single main event and then it's what seems like one in two or one in three 
Monday Night Raws. Mm -hmm. He's getting work. He's getting work, getting but work. Uh, he's, uh, I don't know, not not the best usage of his talents. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, everyone, the gaggle leaves. Tozawa stays in the ring, though, because he's mad. Demands a match with anyone on the roster. Uh, but I don't know if he was ready for a Bearcat, because this challenge is answered by Keith Bearcat Lee. Rare. Uh, yeah, who the f why? Who knows? Uh, but he's the Bearcat now. His gear's got scratch marks. It says Bearcat on the ass. Uh, roar. He destroys, hits the BBC, gets the win. Um, wasn't that a song? The Bearcat? Uh, do the Bearcat. Do the Bearcat. They'll license that song. Maybe that'll get the Bearcat thing over. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know why the, the Vince is just not like Keith Lee the way he was built. He just wants to tinker with him and fuck with him. Yeah, know. like why don't I? It's so weird. Why doesn't like Vince like Keith Lee? Yeah, it's just something, something. Anyways, Damian Priest takes on Sheamus for the U.S. title. No DQ, no countout. Hey, some extreme rules. Wow, it's pretty extreme. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, we get tables set up on the floor, uh, which led to a pretty crazy spot. Seamus hits Priest with a white noise off the apron, but like the way Priest landed looked looked bad. Uh, cut open his back or his shoulder was all scraped up. Well, these are Seamus two spot. these are two big boys. They're big boys. These, yeah, there's the two uh, big boys. You know, Damian Priest not, might not fill the fill the ring with beef, uh, but he's still a large guy coming down. Yeah, he's a big, tall tenderloin there. TT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we get some candlesticks. We get more tables, chairs. Uh, yeah, Priest gets slammed headfirst into a chair. And Seamus tries to follow up with the bro kick, but Priest just throws a chair right into his face. And then he throws Seamus through a table in the corner, follows up with the reckoning, gets a three count, retains his title. Just uh, just twenty four hours removed from a fantastic uh, triple threat, you know the night. Yeah, his. I'm pretty sure Damian Priest's win loss record is like twenty five and one. He's he's, he's been, been doing well. very very well on this, yeah. you know, kind of coming in onto the main roster with the bad bunny bump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his last uh, his last loss in singles competition was um, uh, on NXT back in early on yeah. in the year. He's lost in a couple. So, of, he, he had a handicap match with the Miz and Mo that I think he lost, and he was in a yeah. couple battle royals or whatever. But very well protected. Very though, well protected. Hey. This guy's uh, going places. This is what we've wanted from our NXT call-ups for yeah. so long. Yeah, like actually, you know, put on a consistent winning record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, up next we have Ali, Mansoor, and Jeff Hardy taking on Jinder, Veer, Shanky. They don't have a name for that group, do they? Doesn't matter. Nah. Nothing special here. Veer. Veer was somehow the standout as uh, he ends up hitting a massive lariat to get the win for his team. Mm. <laughs> I can't even That's give, about all. <laughs> yeah, I can't even give fucking Jinder the uh, the win there. But hey, I'm not I'm not keeping score. No, uh, this will probably just lead to a rematch in Saudi or something. Uh, We're going Kerry to Saudi. I forgot these guys are gonna win. Maybe I yeah. have to, I don't know. Mansoor has to win in Saudi. Hopefully, Mansoor. Anyway, hundred percent. Yeah, 
Karrion uh, Cross takes on Jackson Riker. He's still around. Remember when they were pushing him for a yeah. few Yeah. Then we somehow forgot <laughs> about that. And then. What happened to Elias, too? Remember when he had that. Elias 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Elias... he died and then he never came well, back. Well, I mean, anytime a four year old dies, we saw the gravestone. Anytime <laughs> a four year old dies, you know, you need to take some time to grieve. I guess so. Uh, well, anyways, Riker, he's now a jobber. Doesn't even get an entrance. And Cross still has his awful gear. But, anyways, he kills Riker. Cross jacket gets the win. Yeah, cross jacket. This was a, <laughs> a D plus maybe. I'd say this was a slightly yeah. better squash than the 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 Bearcat Akira match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, is way better than Riker. So we still all, no still yeah. no Scarlet. Still no Scarlet. Scarlet Watch week eight. I don't know. Anyway, Charlotte Flair has issued an open challenge tonight for her championship. And uh, backstage, Dewdrop goes up to the GMs, Pierce, Sonia, and says, hey, can I be the one to accept? And they're like, okay. So <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, maybe that's how it works. We don't always see it, but. You can't just have a crazy lineup of people fighting at the curtain, right? <laughs> Everyone just really give me a chance. Give me a chance yeah. at it. Uh, let's go to Riddle taking on AJ Styles. Um, which, I mean, two of the guys. I mean, yeah, we say it every week. You just want to have a good match. Just throw AJ out there. and uh, <laughs> I mean, Riddle Riddle holds up his end of the bargain as well. And, mm -hmm. yeah. AJ Styles gets more time to just have a match than a lot of actual like storylines with matches that need to kind of culminate or in some kind of way <laughs> do something. Yeah. yeah. 15 minutes. You need, uh, you need you need 15 minutes like, oh shit, we wrote this week's episode of Raw and we're at two hours and 45 minutes. How do we fill this other 15 minutes? Hey, AJ, do you want to wrestle literally anybody? Okay, great. But these two, yeah, they're real good together. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, AJ hits... Uh, Riddle with the vicious-looking burning hammer. He's pulling that move out more and more, and this one looked great. He's trying, uh, so, trying something new. Yeah. And then after, he hits a Styles Clash. Gets a big three count. So, uh, Riddle, you know, taking a rare pin here. He's been very well protected as well. Well, I was going to say, because of AJ and Omos, we see Omos getting all the wins. We don't see the fun, you know, we don't see many Styles Clashes, and then we don't see the fun, you know, he always does, like, a, a, a maneuver into a roll into the calf crusher. There's always, like, yeah. a little sequence that he does, and we don't get to see that too often just because it's Omos just kind of, you know, pinning, <laughs> barely pinning somebody. Yeah. So, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Uh, then we get Charlotte Flair defending the title against Dewdrop, as promised. And Dewdrop, she's doing a little dancing thing. That's her gimmick now. Uh, it's not a yeah, gimmick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dancing is not a gimmick. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, her size is that her gimmick? I don't know. She does it, uses it to her advantage. She's doing well. Hits a big senton. She's in control. When Eva Marie's music hits, she comes out. Distracts two drop. Charlotte nails her from behind. Hits natural selection to get the three, and retain. And uh, retain. Nah, that was a bad match. Yeah, bad match. Charlotte clotheslines Eva for good magic because she doesn't like her either. And that's what sucks with Eva being there because like Charlotte can make you. She has that type <laughs> of larger reaching scope, kind of like in the whole thing. Like if you have a good match with Charlotte, you're kind of on the map. 
right? And yeah, this I mean, could uh, have been Dewdrop's opportunity. It just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time. Yeah, and that uh, they do dropped the ball. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but then we get an interview via satellite with uh, Mr. Bill Goldberg. Just talks oh, great. about being. A- What's this guy yeah. got? What's this guy got to say? You hurt my son. You hurt my son. You're gonna pay in Saudi. What was your son doing there? That's like getting mad. <laughs> That's like getting mad. That the puck you go to you go to a hockey game and someone took a slap shot and the puck hit your kid, right? Well, but then this what is you're what, what you're really mad about is that your kid jumped over the boards, ran into yeah. the middle of the ice right when the slap shot was coming by, and then you got hit with the puck. Uh, this one's no, the, on you. The kid jumped over and jumped on the player. Is this what one's he did, on you, Pop. Mashed. This one's on you, Bill. <laughs> you fucked. You're a bad father, and uh, you let your son do. You let this happen to your son. Yeah, I mean, like MVP said, Lashley was attacked from behind. He didn't know what was going on. He just defended himself like he, any man would. Bobby Lashley was like, this is WWE. That could literally be anybody trying to yeah. break up this match. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but Eva Marie stays in the ring through that whole segment. Uh, cuts a promo saying, if I was the one that had that title shot instead of Dewdrop, I would be champ. I'm tired of the disrespect from all of you. I could beat anyone in that locker room. So Shayna Baszler comes out, locks her in the Kirafuda clutch, knocks her out. Uh, I don't think it was a match. She just beat Eva down and stomps her arm in the steel steps, breaking her. Eva screams in pain, just like Naya. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so they're really putting over uh, this Shayna arm breaker thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And the scream. And too. oh, I thought you were going to say putting over the scream. I'm like, yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, she did scream. She ah! did, did a good scream. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> But I scream, you scream, we all scream for steel cage matches because <laughs> that's our main event here. Big E defending that WWE championship against Bobby Lashley. Uh, but before they can even close the cage door, Lashley just beats Big E all around the ringside, throws him into the steps, into the outside of the cage. And they finally get inside. Bobby's got the advantage, but, uh, you know, Big E's not going down easy. So fights back. They're just slamming each other into the walls. Uh, Big E starts climbing up the cage, but then Shelton and Cedric come out. They start scaling it to stop him. Uh, so they've got Big E busy, and then back inside the ring, Lashley starts crawling over to the open cage door. But luckily, the dude out come out to even things up. So slam the cage on his head. Kofi does a huge truss fall off the side of the cage to the floor. So uh, that takes care of the shenanigans. And back in the ring, Lashley hits a spear. But Big E kicks out of that. He fights back, hits the big ending, but Lashley kicks out of that. So uh, they step it up a notch. They both start climbing up the corner, uh, climbing up the cage wall. Big E grabs a hold of Bobby and hits a super big ending off the turnbuckle. And that gets him the three count. Retains his title in a hard-fought match. Hard-fought. Yeah, there was more stipulations tonight. Than there were, <laughs> there were on the show called Extreme Rules. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's the way she goes. Uh, but, yeah, good defense. Uh, as Big E celebrates, Drew McIntyre comes out. Three. And he, and he points that Claymore, his sword at him to end the show, saying, Hey, bud, now that Lashley's no longer the champ, I'm eligible once again to challenge. So. Amen. That was the whole deal. That was the whole deal. Yeah, he kept his part. It was fair. So, uh, hey, there you go. But that was your Monday Night Raw. 
Monday Night Raw, baby. Our big fallout. Uh, and that was that. Should we kick off the draft? Kick off the draft. It's draft night one, baby. And if a draft's going to happen, it has to start somewhere. It's Friday. Let's get on to SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. It's still yes. live, so we're still what? calling it. Um, so just want to <laughs> recap a little bit for everybody at home. Season 3 of WWE is starting, uh, which means that Season 2 happened. It's behind us. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what were you going to say? There's one, one, one final thing that sure. we did not mention from, from the Season 2 episode of SmackDown last week. Zelina Vega picked up a win. Can you believe it? All right. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a while ago. She gets her first win since returning. She first win. Since Unfortunately, she beat Liv Morgan, but uh, still, very rare win for Zelina Vega. That's that's rarer than a world title change on television. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, so, yeah, we've seen more titles <laughs> change on television uh, this year than we have uh, Zelina Vega wins. Keep it up, Zelina. <laughs> Reach for the yeah. stars. One day you might actually get there. Let's get into season three. Uh, let's recap season two. 18 different performers uh, used their brand-to-brand -brand invitational status. <laughs> and they all seemed to happen on big chunks. There was four on yeah. October 17th. There was three on February 29th. There was five on April 2nd. Two on May 21st. And then three on September 20th. So it all seems to happen. Anyway, anytime they come, they come together. King Corbin had three separate appearances, uh, which was the most. Everybody else only had one. Yeah. So Baron Corbin, doing the work, man. If there's a definition of, the, of a guy, a worker, he just fucking works. Baron Corbin. He certainly does. He's a workhorse. Amen. So let's get into our SmackDown Live uh, draft pick uh coverage and we actually kick off friday night with a little reshuffling of the roster uh creating fresh new exciting rivalries for us fans at home will roman reigns be shipped over to raw will edge come back to monday night raw <laughs> i don't know we'll see we shall see so let's kick uh, off let's kick off this list now shall we yeah so i think how it works is that only half of the roster pool is eligible on the first night. I don't know if they ever showed you who was. And who I, I, I didn't see. I didn't see anything. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, let's start off the picks here. Sonya Deville, Adam Pearce on the stage. First overall pick, SmackDown selects Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. No surprise there. Makes sense. Uh, and of course, Monday Night Raw follows up with WWE Champion Big E. So get that out of the way. But then a big swerve, SmackDown takes Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Ooh. So, hey, big surprise there. Uh, title switching brands. How are they going to do that? That's fun. Uh, yeah. And then Monday Night Raw follows up with Bianca Belair. So that's a huge pick. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like we okay. said, I don't think I don't think Becky Lynch was available on this night. Otherwise. I'm sure she would have been picked. Yeah, you're sort of looking at some of the but, names. You're like, okay, uh, I can see who wasn't available. Yeah. So, anyways, good first round there. 
Uh, Reigns and Heyman come out to a loud mixed reaction, but there was actually quite a bit of cheering here. Mm -hmm. People acknowledging Rain, Rain, Reigns. That's all he's asked. That's uh, all he's been asking for. Yeah, but Heyman says that's not loud enough for your tribal chief. <laughs> so, and then he goes on says the demon exercised or was yeah he faced the exorcist Roman Reigns and then he moves on to Crown Jewel and Brock Lesnar and speak of the devil out comes the beast himself, Mister Lesnar and. He just gets in the ring face-to-face -face with Roman. They start swinging. The Usos jump in, but Brock beats him down. Reigns sneaks off while the Usos uh, eat a pair of F5s. A pair of them? Mm-hmm. I think Lesnar stands. So, uh, I think Lesnar stands tall to close out the segment, too, maybe. Yeah. Reigns-Lesnar, a generation-defining feud. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be your main event there in Crown Jewel. Yeah, who knows who's going to win? And they, uh, Brock. Brock, just because Brock doesn't lose opportunities like that very often, you know? The only time Brock loses is when he loses the championship. He never just loses matches. <laughs> Not often. No. But uh, I think they did also say that the results of the draft don't take effect until after Crown Jewel, which is kind of weird. October 22nd. Oh, really? So, so I think I heard that. Oh, so you're have a okay, weeks okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, KO up next. Kevin Owens taking on Happy Corbin, um, who's got a new crony at his side, this Madcap Moss. It's just Riddick Moss with a new name. <laughs> That's all you had to say. It's you know what? It took me a minute though to realize it was the same guy. Oh, I was like, why are they okay. calling him Moss? And then I was like, oh, Moss, yeah. Ah, come but, on, uh, no, you should have known this from carrying Cross, Nikki Cross. You can't have two <laughs> people in the same roster with the same last name, so something must have been up. Well, either way, this asshole was out there interfering and uh, cackling like I just like an asshole. Like I said, uh, I mean the match wasn't bad. Crowd was hot. Uh, Corbin hits the end of days on the floor. The happy days, are they calling it now? Hmm. I don't know. But then he hits a second one back in the ring, gets a three count. So uh, this fuels the rumors of Kevin Owens leaving because, I don't know, this was a pretty definitive loss for him. Yeah, I've heard the rumors. It was clean. It was in the middle of the ring. You yeah. know, a little too much, if you ask me. A little too much. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But let's go on to the second round of the draft here. SmackDown wastes no time and takes Drew McIntyre. So that's, uh, yeah, that should be good for him. Some fresh matchups, change of scenery here. Yeah, so much for taking yeah. on Big E, but hey. <laughs> He's got a couple weeks, though, I guess, before. yeah, we'll have, we'll have to see confirmation on this. Yeah, well, I don't know. But uh, up next, Raw takes their own tag team champions, RK-Bro. Smart selection, Smart two for one choice. there. choice, yeah, yeah, yeah. First tag team selected. Yeah. But then SmackDown, they don't do this. Well, I guess Big E was already taken on his own. So they have no choice but to take Kofi and Xavier. So once again, New Day are split up yep, keep, after their brief reunion. Keeping them split. That's okay. They'll never yeah. die. Big E's, no. Big E's got his, he's, he's doing his thing. Uh, and then Monday Night Raw takes Edge. So he's going back. Uh, I guess he already did his SmackDown reunion tour. So why not do it on Raw? Why not? Same thing. Different show. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, Edge, he's already in the building, though. So he comes out next uh, for his possibly last SmackDown. And he says he's the only guy on this roster that appeared on the first SmackDown. So, hey, Baltimore crowd's having fun. Uh, then he talks, st starts talking about Seth Rollins, tells him to come out and face him. But Seth appears on the screen. Uh, 
He's not backstage, though. We see him outside a home, some sort of home. But as soon as Edge sees that sign that says, beware of the wiggle butts, he knows. That's my front yard. <laughs> so uh, Edge freaks out. He goes, ah, he runs off backstage as if he could get all the way to Canada uh, to stop Seth. But um, yeah, he gets on his phone. He calls Beth. He's like, don't go home, ah, blah, blah, blah. As Seth is just walking through the house, going through his fridge, eating his food. Just making himself comfortable. With a cameraman, by the way. It's not like <laughs> this is like, you know, he's holding a GoPro on a selfie stick. No, there's a camera guy there. And uh, I think this was the it. We never we never got the ending. We never got a follow-up. He just left us on this cliffhanger. Yeah, it Did never... Beth get home? What happened to the groceries she had in her car? Yeah, it never really <laughs> kind of resolved. But hey, Seth, yeah. Seth Edge... I like a classic. I like this segment. We've done this a million times before. I like this when they show up at their house and they're like, "Oh, what's in the liquor cabinet?" I like it. I like this. It's bit. like a mini episode of Cribs. You get to see it. It's a home. little Very episode nice of Cribs. <laughs> uh, this that's also presuming that. Um, uh, I think it was. House. It was their actual house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Carmella takes on Liv Morgan. Big rematch. Uh, Liv comes out swinging, and then Carmella just freaks out. Exits the ring, gets on the mic, and calls Liv a bitch for trying to destroy her beautiful face. So then she goes to uh, some assistants at ringside who just, like, lift up her hair, put on this big sparkly mask over her face. Liv is like, what the fuck? And, and the crowd was back. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting everyone. at home, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. It was like a luchador medical sparkly glitter mask. I don't know. No, it looked like uh, a mix. What's that guy who was wearing the Stormtrooper mask? Oh, uh, yeah, it Shockmaster. It looks like a mix between Shock... <laughs> it's like a mix between Shockmaster and fucking somebody else. I don't know yeah. if Carmela's had work done recently that needs to be kind of covered <laughs> up or whatever. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, but damn. It's possible, yeah. I mean, that could be. It was weird either way, but uh, yeah, Liv gets backed off by the ref and Mela jumps her, hits a super kick, and then the X-Factor... Uh, but then she takes her mask off and just taunts everyone. We didn't really have a match. The bell never rung. Bizarre. Uh, if 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 this was a, if this was a, a, a subject in school, uh, I think this would have been a failing grade, and you'd have to repeat the uh, <laughs> the sixth grade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the purpose? The assignment was not. I, I guess the purpose of the match was to debut the the incredible mask gimmick. And if the gimmick is so. a mask, woof. We are in for a uh, a long one here. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't, yeah, <laughs> that's all. Next round of the draft, SmackDown selects Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Wow. So I guess they're a group. Yeah, uh, even still, wow, questionable pick. Uh, Raw selects the women's tag team champions, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., so they'll stay put. Uh, but then SmackDown, with some very good thinking here, gets a four-for-one pick. Hit row! All at once getting called up. Uh, and yeah. then Ross selects Keith Bearcat Lee. Rare. Congratulations, <laughs> Hit Row. And uh, Isaiah Swerve Squad, who still is that North American champion. When I saw this, I kind of had to double-take. I was like, wait, isn't he? No. Yeah. Still hasn't defended the belt. No, he hasn't done sakes. anything with it, I don't think, since uh, he actually won it back in yeah. June or something. So, God. And I mean, B-Fab's had like two matches in her whole career. Now she's, she's on the fucking up, main so. roster? Jeez. So, hmm. Billy Kay's uh, out of a job. Yeah, that's that's where we are right now. <laughs> 
Oh, sooner than later, we'll see the, uh, what do they call them? Inspiration. Inspiration. Uh, the New Day getting their match in while well, they're still together here. Teaming up with Street Profits, taking on Gable, Otis, Rude Ziggler. Uh, typical eight-man match here, but, uh, you know, like the pay-per-view, the crowd was hot all night, chanting, we want the smoke, and wrestling was okay. Gable and Ford had some nice stuff going on, and eventually New Day hit the finish, get the pin, get the win. Yeah, and I guess it was the New Day coming back, coming back to Friday nights, so, you know, that makes people excited. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Fourth and final round of the night for the draft, Sonya. She's reluctant to announce SmackDown picks Naomi. Uh, so they're continuing that feud there. Mm-hmm. It's got to lead to a match. It's got to lead to a match. Her first time back in the ring. Yeah. Uh, then Raw selects Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So they're staying together. Mm-hmm. SmackDown picks Jeff Hardy. And the final pick of night one, Raw selects Austin Theory. So uh, being separated from his family. Being separated from his family, Austin Theory. You know, hidden gem. Got to say. Got to say. Hidden gem. Still not British. Uh, um, and yeah, he'll leave an impression somewhere. Uh, the Gargano family's over. The way they're done, they're done. Yeah, they're done. I mean, he's got a son-in-law now. He's got Dexter. So. Johnny Gargano's done. No, I mean like because Candice LeRae's <laughs> not going to be on. T- yeah, Candice won't be on TV anymore. Yeah. She's pregnant. She's got to have a kid. And then eventually, there's always that paternity leave p- aspect where then Gargano takes a break. Index yeah. will be fine on their own. When does? And then the question just is, when's Gargano's contract up? That's just the next question. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are all very fair questions. Why can't this be public he... information like a sports team? <laughs> uh, I think if you dig deep enough, you can find, I don't know. Probably Someone not. call up AC Dirt. <laughs> uh, we go backstage. Kayla Braxton goes to interview newly picked SmackDown member Jeff Hardy. Uh, but then Brock Lesnar shows up. And both of them, they know their place. They're like, okay, it's all yours, Brock. And he just grabs a mic and says, I want to thank Paul Heyman because I'm a free agent. I can do whatever I want. So there's no limit to Brock Lesnar appearing on any show he wants. But yeah, one of those wild okay, cards. I fair. think uh, Cena was in a similar, and Bill Goldberg was in a similar yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, some of those point. guys are, if The Rock wanted to show up, they'd love him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. Uh, but then the last match of the show, Bianca Belair takes on Sasha Banks. This WrestleMania rematch, the match we were supposed to get at SummerSlam. Uh, not for the title this time, but the champion Becky does come out to watch and do some commentary. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but we get some good wrestling here. Two of the top, two of the best wrestlers in the world in their division. But, uh, yeah, just hot. <laughs> Fast-paced, big near falls. Everyone's having a good time. They fight to the floor. Bianca gets shoved into Becky on the commentary. So she doesn't like that. She goes up to the apron, holds Belair down by the hair, which allows Sasha to roll roll her up from behind with a big, nice jackknife bridge. And that gets her the three count. So Sasha wins. But immediately after, this big boot comes flying in from Charlotte. She hits Bianca as well. And Charlotte Flair, the Raw Women's Champion, stands tall uh, as Becky stands on the announce table at the same time with her belt. So SmackDown has two women's champions as a ring. Baby. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love to see it. Um, You know, our queen uh, performing at the height of her abilities. And, of course, Fox is going to want 
Charlotte Flair because she's the best. And Fox knows this. That's why they're like, yo, <laughs> we want Charlotte because she's better than the, the field right now. Hell yeah. Cannot wait for it. Charlotte <laughs> Bianca? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a take my that's a take athletes. my money now match. That that is that is the two best performers in the division, like but the two best athletes in the division. <laughs> I have to say, right? Well, yes, but Belair has been drafted to Raw, so who knows? I know that sucks. <laughs> but hey, maybe Char- Charlotte Charlotte Bianca Charlotte loses to Bianca. So the belt goes to Raw. Belt goes to happen. Raw. That's a good way of doing it. I'm Otherwise, doing it. And then we get Charlotte Becky uh, at Mania. Charlotte wins, and it's the first ever uh, five-star match. No, thanks. Uh, but, I mean, if I'm Monday Night Raw, if I'm USA Network, you almost have to pick Becky Lynch. That's got to be your first pick. You want a championship. Yeah, we'll have to see. You want a championship. Yeah, we'll have to see. I wonder if uh, Becky and Seth will be on the same brand, kind of like no matter what, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and for those of you uh, keeping track at home, December third, twenty twenty one, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano's contract expires. <laughs> cool. Uh, also, I didn't, I don't know where it happened, but apparently at some point on this show they announced the official return of the King of the Ring tournament. And the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament. Oh, yeah, they next. did. They did. Yeah, so that'll start next week. So they're not calling it Queen of the Ring, but Queen Crown. I like that. And uh, let's hope they avoid the temptation to give it to Charlotte. Because she's already called the Queen. I mean, right? She is the Queen. So why? Like, so of course, just give it to her. It's in her name. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that was our. That, that was, was all of our main roster action. And we're going to take a break. Take We're going to take a break, but for you listening, it's only going to be like 10 seconds. We'll be right back uh, with probably all of our uh, weekly AEW action. That's right. Let's go to it. Stick around, folks. Back with part two of the podcast here, folks. Thanks for sticking up through the break. I uh, filled up on my coffee. And I got to say, woo, woo I know, packing my body full of uppers today <laughs> before we uh, before we get to some of our all elite wrestling action. I guess we have, uh, I mean, Grand, uh, Grand Slam, AEW Grand Slam, coming hot off that five-star match between Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson was last week. But, you know, with the way that we kind of recorded the show and the timing and all that, uh, there was still a Grand Slam part two which was actually a very special two-hour edition of AEW Rampage. Rampage, 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 W. That's right, uh... Still here in the Arthur Ash. Um Yeah, and they just kick things off. Powerhouse Hobbs taking on CM Punk. And uh the pants experiment is over. <laughs> CM CM Trunks. Uh, I like that. Yeah, he's back. Looks much better. I mean, not that it's that big of a deal, but you know, some guys just pull off different looks than others, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh match was, you know, it was mostly good. 
Punk's working over Hobbs. Hook's on the outside being a shit disturber. Uh... I guess the big, uh, the scary moment for me was when Hobbs tries to powerbomb Punk off the top rope, but Punk reverses it into a Hurricane Rana, and there was an ugly landing as Hobbs, like, slammed head first, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if it was head first, necessarily. Not uh, quite, but look bad. When you're that big. Yeah. uh, uh, Anyways. Anyways, uh, he was okay. Punk somehow uh, picks him up, hits the GTS, gets the win. Still, what, 3-0 and now, is this guy? 2-0? and uh, Yeah, I guess 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why do they yeah. say GTS? Is that because maybe WWE owns the term go to sleep? No. Uh, okay, just wasn't, uh, wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. Because I, yeah. was, I thought it was called a go to sleep. But uh, they've been very, it is, but they've been mean, very firmly I mean, on the GTS. Yeah, you don't save any syllables by abbreviating you, to you GTS. Don't, you don't, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's just I mean, yeah, if Excalibur choice. had to type all this out, yeah, I'd start saying GTS. But uh, <laughs> Maybe Punk requests it. Maybe he's like, Kenta invented the go to sleep, so I'll do the GTS or something. Oh, Kenta invented that one? Yeah. Oh, that's But cool. that's just me speculating on why he called hmm. it GTS. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then we get the super click. So, that's got Adam Cole in it. Uh, Adam Cole, Young Bucks taking on Christian in the Jurassic Express. Just some good old trio action, as they like to call it here. Uh, they even keep their own records for for trios, mm. six man tags. Okay. Anyways, good match. Jungle Boy looks great. Everyone loves him. Of course. Him. Um, but Adam Cole, baby, he's not gonna lose already. He hits Panama Sunrise, but Bucks hit the BT trigger, and then Cole hits the last shot, which they are now calling the Boom. And that gets the win. The you know it's all about the boom. I sent you the song. Yeah. I sent you yeah, the song. It's actually really. The, it's actually pretty good. I actually do like it. As it's a, good. Uh, yeah, it's catchy. It's one know, of the, the one of the better AEW themes. Original. Originals. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of it's been our that thing. Was, you know it's hot. You know it's <laughs> all about the boom. And yeah, because I mean, a good professional wrestling theme has a good has a has a great first three seconds. And it's. It's kind of similar enough where you can, it's like, it's almost like an an ode to the Undisputed Era. It theme. is. It's still got some cool guitar. Very like, Undisputed man, era, man. Era-esque. And that first three seconds is what, it, like that pop when they come back and you don't know they're supposed to be there or that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's the glass <laughs> shattering. It's the if you smell or uh, if you smell. It's the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's the hook, it's, and he's got it's it. the hook, not that hook. And we're just a bunch of tazzes. Um But yeah, dude, <laughs> this Adam Cole reaction was like super on par with his all-out pop. Like this was just yeah. like the crowd. There's I can't think of a crowd on the planet who will boo Adam Cole anytime soon, even as a heel. No one's gonna yeah. boo this kid. <laughs> and as we are glossing over the song, there they. I mean, the first time he did it, the boom wasn't quite timed right. But this time he had it perfect with the song. The well, boom, exactly. The we'll it. get it. We will get it. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of great. So they have all the things on the All Elite Wrestling Spotify page. They have all the music, including I scrolled through. Uh, you got to check this one out. It's a bunch of uh, it's the 8-bit theme version. Uh-huh. So it's a bunch of songs, <laughs> oh. uh, but the 8-bit. Yeah, the chip tunes. Yeah, the chip tunes. They do Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes chip tune. Cool. Then we get Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky taking on Jericho and Jake Hager. 
Another huge reaction, big sing-along for Judas, which made Jericho very happy. Big old, that big old, that big old smile on his Just face. smile, yeah. So, uh, match itself was nothing too crazy. That stupid Dan Lambert just causing shit outside. Uh, he trips up Hagger, which allows Sky to get the inside cradle for the three count. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Big win for those guys. But uh, Jericho and Hagger, they're pissed. They grab Lambert, but then all these former UFC guys just start coming out of everywhere. And they all gang up, beat down Chris and Jake. Uh, Jericho's lift bleeding. Well, yeah, I think the best one was when Jericho took a massive running knee from Jorge Masdaval. Even I That's was, even was. I was like, oh, <laughs> I knew some okay, of the names. You I are just, a uh, fucking guy. I mean, uh, Masdaval. I mean, uh, Masvidal. Ma- no, Masvidal. V i d a l. He was the dude. Uh, I don't know. Um, he has the fastest knockout in UFC history. It was that opening knee on uh, Ben Askren. I don't know if that you have met, uh, probably th- I've seen the clip yeah, two years ago. Boom. It probably <laughs> happened. Yeah, like it goes ding, and he just runs at him with the knee, and that was uh, the maneuver he pulled on Chris Jericho. Most recently, <laughs> you know, it was a loss, but you know, he he did uh, he did fight uh, Kamaru Usman for championship twice in the last year. They were both losses, <laughs> but you know, they went they went the distance. So, well, I don't know this Dan Lambert guy. I still. Don't like I don't like him, but I like the idea <laughs> of a a faction made out of fucking out of fighters. actual fighters, and then maybe yeah. playing with the kayfabe a little bit of like you know what yeah. what what you do is easy. I don't know all that kind of crap. <laughs> all that kind of crap. Next match, next day because this is a hot card. This is two hours of rampage after, and this was a live perf- um No, this was also a taping. Like, yeah. I think these people had been there at that point for 12 and a half hours. <laughs> maybe not. But, eh, maybe uh, not. Either way, they were still having fun. Uh, private party, butcher, blade. Wait, did I get that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, no, this one that was coming up was, uh, yeah, well, I guess the Hardy family office. Oh, yeah. So them as an yeah. entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butcher, blade. When Cassidy taking on Lucha Bros, Santana, Ortiz. So just eight-man tag. Eight-man tag. Just lots of high-flying, non-stop action right off the bat. Just flips. Flips to the floor everywhere. People going, yeah, diving. Uh, Matt Hardy on the outside. His new obsession with hair. Pulls out the scissors. Try to cut Santana's hair off. But uh, Orange Cassidy comes out. Puts a stop to that. And then back in the ring, Mark Quen gets isolated. Lucha Bros hit them with their finisher. And then Sertana Ortiz hit the street sweeper. So that gets them the three count. Baby faces were super over in this match, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great, good one. Great to see. And then afterwards, backstage, Matt Hardy challenges Orange Cassidy to a hair versus hair match on behalf of Jack. On behalf of Jack Evans, hair versus hair, dude. Well, I swear we talk about shit, and then the next week they do it. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. So that'll happen on Rampage the following week. Rampage. Uh, Sammy and Fuego del Sol come out to do the cue card bit, but then Miro attacks from behind, throws Fuego off the stage, locks in the game over on Sammy. Then I think later at some point, Sammy challenges him and they announce TNT title match for the next week, right? Yeah, on Dynamite. On Dynamite. But before that, we got to get to Anna Jay taking on Penelope Ford. Uh, Anna Jay was in control when the bunny comes out, distracts her, 
tosses the brass knuckles to Penelope, who clocks Anna in the face, covers her to get the three count. Uh, not too great of a match, but no, Penelope. it was you know it was short. It was yeah, it was short. The bunny, but... And the bunny had those brass knuckles. She's been doing that for a little while, of course. This will probably lead to a tag match at some point. Um, probably, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they brawled at the end. Exactly. I think HFO showed up, and then Chris Statlander, and then who the fuck knows. Yeah, Dark Order. Exactly. Uh, but the main event of the night, Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki taking on John Moxley, Eddie Kingston in a lights out match. Anything goes here. And uh, they've learned their lesson. They let the fans sing along to Suzuki's theme. No cutoff early. For those that know it, the Kaza Nire or whatever they call That's it. That's fun. I forget. It was fun. Uh, Eddie Kingston gets a huge reaction as well. Hometown guy. Uh, we pull out the weapons early, the chairs, uh, tables in the corners. Yeah, all that good stuff. Archer just starts beating up ring attendants for no reason. Uh, but the real reason is actually just to pile up a bunch of bodies so that he could choke slam Moxley off the ring apron onto the guys. Soften the landing a bit. <laughs> uh, and then Archer grabs a belt, puts it around Moxley's necks. Throws him over the top rope, and now he's just hanging, literally choking him uh, with his belt. Uh, and then they pull out some duct tape. They tape Moxley's hands behind his back and just start whipping him with the belt. Uh, yeah, beating him, trash can lid, kendo stick. He won't stay down, though. He spits in the face of Suzuki, so they just beat the shit out of him even more. Until Eddie recovers, makes his big comeback, just starts unloading on everyone. Uh, but Moxley's still tied up, so two-on-one, they get the better of Eddie. Grab some chairs, they set them up. Eddie, or Archer, picks them up. He's ready to hit the blackout on top of them, but then some music hits, and Homicide appears. Uh, yeah, good friend of Eddie Kingston from, uh, I forget which company. One of but them. anyways, he's a here. He's a wrestler. He's been, he's been around. <laughs> He helps out his Brooklyn brother, just starts hitting people with chairs, frees Moxley from the tape, uh, but then Moxley st still keeps his hand behind his back. He's pretending he's still got it on, so when Suzuki grabs him for the pile driver, he's able to uh, pick him up, reverse it, hit the paradigm shift onto the chair. Eddie nails Lance Archer with a trash can, puts it over his head, and then just starts swinging away at him with a kendo stick a hundred times, denting it all over. Uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I like that one. Killing Lance Archer pulls him over for the cover. Gets the pinfall. So hey, they did it. They did it. I guess yeah. This was um yeah. Some matches tell stories. Some matches are just ugly brawls that bring out some fan reactions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what, not one of those technical high flying whatever. It's good old fashioned fight. And sometimes that's all you want to watch. Just two guys, just four or four guys in this case, beating the snot out of each other in a main event. Um, yeah, I don't know who this homicide guy was, but, uh, yeah, you know, just somebody who pops in, you know, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, little one-off. He, I don't think he'll stick around or anything like that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, never heard of the guy, yeah. but, uh. Some people liked it, some people popped, so. Mm -hmm. Excal I mean, Excalibur knew who the hell it was. Oh, yeah, he knows everyone. He knows everyone <laughs> and everything that's ever happened. Yeah. Oh, well, that was fantastic. That was our Grand Slam Rampage. Let's kick off with the following week's uh, edition of Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. 
Hey. That's right. Dynamite. Staying, staying in the New York area. They moved over to Rochester, though. Hometown of Brody Lee. So it was the whole night was dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. Just tons of chants, tons of signs. Everyone. Tons of Brody Lee Brody. chants. And I think uh, we also have a Dark Order uh, and Orange Cassidy, of course. Negative One's favorite. Uh, yeah. They're taking on the Hardy family office at some point. So we see those Dark Order matches. But uh, this week's episode of Dynamite kicks off. Well, first of all, CM Punk joining us on commentary. Wasn't he? Yeah, and he'd stay there for the whole evening, I think. This time, yeah, instead of getting fucking powerbombed through. Uh, so he's here on uh, he's here on commentary for us, and he's here. Well, he's in the best possible position to be witnessing Adam Cole, baby, taking on Jungle Boy in the first match of the night. Jungle Boy doing the classic, hey, you need a great first match. The crowd's going to be hot about. Put Jungle Boy in it. Yeah, the everyone loves him. The future of the company standing the, uh, in loincloths. Perhaps the second most over entrance after Judas. Yeah. Everyone loves singing along. Everyone loves singing along to that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, great match here. Uh, they're going back and forth for a good while. Cole's on the apron. When Jungle Boy just comes running, he jumps over the ropes, hits a step up Hurricane Rana to the floor. Cool spot there. Uh, and back in the ring, Cole hits Panama Sunrise, but Jungle Boy kicks out of that. So Cole goes for the boom. But Jungle Boy ducks, gets Cole in the snare trap, but he manages to escape. And then Cole goes up to the ropes, pinning Aubrey Edwards against him so she can't see. And he kicks Jungle Boy in the balls. This knocks him down. And Cole's follow up. Cole follows up with the boom to get the win. The boom. Uh, yeah, certainly didn't disappoint. This was one hell of a match, you know, uh... Uh, you know, Adam Cole's low blow proving that uh, Jungle Boy hung with him, hung with one of the best in the world between those ropes. Uh, you know, to, to so much of an extent that Adam Cole had to resort to those underhanded tactics, which, you know, he is the veteran. He's going to pull those out. He's going to pull those <laughs> out every single time. Uh, Jungle Boy, the most, I, I couldn't tell you what his record is, you know, his elite wrestling record, but if there's, he, uh, the, the definition of victory and defeat is Jungle Boy. Whether it's he he can hang with Kenny Omega, he can hang with MJF, Adam Cole, I think a couple weeks ago is Christian Cage. Like, it literally doesn't matter who he loses against. It's going to be a big ticket match. Yeah, Jungle Boy. He is one of your top stars he'll of be the a, present and future. He'll be a jungle man before we know it. Growing up... Jungle man, gro- Jack Perry. Jungle That's man, Jack Perry. Growing up before our eyes. Yeah. Uh... But as he celebrates his win, the other members of the elite come out. They join their brother, and they all cut their own little promos. And Kenny talks about Brian Danielson, who comes out to address him. Brian asks the crowd if they want to see a rematch between him and Omega. Of course, everyone says yes, yes, yes. But Kenny, uh, he says Kenny doesn't have the balls to give him a rematch. And the crowd just chants, Kenny, no balls. Uh so he asks if anyone else in the group has balls. He challenges any one of them to a match on Rampage. Kenny says, yeah, what about tonight? Brian says, okay. Come on out, boys. And then a bunch of baby faces back him up and they all fight. Finally, the baby faces <laughs> come out <laughs> yeah, and you know. uh, make a difference. It's always Jurassic Express, Christian, and uh, I don't know. They're always the first baby faces to come save people. Good guys. Luchasaurus. 
Good guy. Anyways. Good yeah, you know, kind of, and continuing to prove that, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's over. That's all we need to know, right? Daniel Bryan's over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson. Brian, did, fuck, I'll get there one day. <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's because it's too uh, similar, right? Moxley is, is a totally different name. Yeah. I mean, and Brian Danielson sounds like the fake name. It's like, hey. Because nobody's, yeah, no, but Danielson, I don't know. I it's like it. Brian Danielson, that'll work. Yeah, it sounds like somebody faking a name. Like, going, what's your name, sir? Uh, but Brian, but Danielson, Brian yeah, Danielson. Exactly. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, up next, we had Dante Martin and Matt Seidel taking on Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. Uh, Shoddy Lee. They keep calling him now. Getting, uh, getting a new name? Getting a rebrand? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, once again, a very large amount, noticeable booze for Cody the whole time. Yeah. And he's I, playing into it now. He just starts looking around like, hey, what? Not, as over, not as over as he might <laughs> might have been one day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cool. Uh, some good stuff here. Dante Martin, he was my standout. He hit this cool springboard he literally he jumps to the top rope without even using his hands yeah that was it. that was that was super <laughs> cool that got a big crowd reaction yeah that was crazy uh cody hits a vertebraker for a nice two counts uh but shoddy lee johnson he's the one that gets a tag picks up dante he hits a really cool move it was like a fisherman neck breaker thing i don't know but he got the three off that uh so yeah some standouts here dante and lee johnson looking pretty good Mm-hmm. Well, Lee John, yeah, yeah, Dante Martin. Yeah, he's a he's a super fly. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be a future of this. <laughs> um, uh, but afterwards, mm-hmm. Cody stays in the ring. Tony Schiavone comes out to interview him, and yeah, just a ton of booze still for Cody. He calls out Malachi Black right now, but then Arn steps in. It's just like Cody, stop talking. The first match you got beat, you took your boots off. What the hell was that? Uh, and then the second match, you were in control. You stopped to check on me? It's not about me. You should have finished that fight. And then he takes a big turn and says, Cody, if someone came up to you and opened your car door, you would just let him take it. But if they came up to me, I'd pull out a Glock and spill his brains all over the concrete. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Down, I, mean, <laughs> I know we know TNT probably plays Law and Order there, but God damn it, this is graphic. Yeah, I was, and he even pulled out like a finger gun and pointed it at Cody's head I when he did know. that. I so know, uh, Jesus. He was a crazy old man here, but he says, I'm Art Anderson, and I'll be damned if I'm going to coach a loser. So come on, Lee, at least you listen to me. So big drama here. Arn's had huge <laughs> shoot, huge shoot on, on Cody Rhodes. No pun Rose. intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then he just leaves with Lee Johnson. No. <laughs> I instantly saw later that night the memes online of just Arn being photoshopped holding guns and stuff. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> like he's doing the four horseman pose, but someone's put a, a pistol in his hand. Oh, yeah. I like great. that. I like that. I like that. Uh, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, will this uh, give us a refreshed, rejuvenated Cody Rhodes baby face, or will this, uh, you know, he'll dis- will he descend further into madness? He's already wearing uh, the Homelander gear. Like, I mean, yeah. we're so We've been close it for a year to, now. He can just be a, he can just do a Homelander character, and we would all be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, the turn has to come. It has to come. It has to be a big, big yeah. Got to be a big one too. Yeah, he hits Arn Anderson with the crossroads. 
I don't know. Mm. Anyways, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen take on the Bear Country and Anthony Green. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Weird. So yeah. What was even weirder to me though is Eddie Kingston uh, wrestling in this. He's just wearing a generic AEW logo shirt. Just a logo shirt. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> I don't get it. Does he, maybe he didn't have his gear? His I normal. don't know. I don't know how it all works back there. You think somebody could just go to the merch table and like, shit, Eddie Kingston needs one of his shirts. Go, go to the merch yeah. table and grab one. Maybe he forgot. I honestly have no idea. This was like the Survivor Series special. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the match itself was okay. Nothing too special here. Uh, Mox and Eddie hit the violent crown on Anthony Green to get the three count. And then afterwards, Sting steps in to hit him with a scorpion death drop just to pop the crown. Uh, yeah, we need to find something else for all three of these guys to do. Yeah. Uh, because this is now, it's been weeks, a few weeks now, probably, maybe probably since August, that we've just had, uh, you know, these three guys te- te- teaming up against three other guys. And I think all three of these performers are worthy enough of their own things to do. Yeah, they're all just kind of floating around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Hardy family office come out. Matt cuts a promo, insults the crowd. But Orange Cassidy interrupts, and he's got the Dark Order with him, including Brody Jr. So everyone pops for the Dark Order, and we get a huge 16-man tag match. Um, every member of the Dark Order and Orange Cassidy versus every member of the Hardy family office. Just Too many to count. Oh, yeah. I can't name them all. <laughs> I, I, it has me wondering. I wonder what the, the weight limit is on a wrestling ring. Hmm. I mean, this... I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel, yeah, like Big Show and Kane are enough to break it. <laughs> so, uh... Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, fun match. Tons of Brody chants throughout. Everyone, uh, but the Dark Order still disagreeing with each other uh but yeah can't keep up too many bodies here everyone's tagging in and out uh orange cassidy goes for an orange punch evans ducks uh, eventually all 16 guys just jump in the ring at once evil uno goes to walk away from the match he's pissed off but then negative one comes out with his mother amanda huber and uh he just whips the paper at uno's face like his father used to do uh, Amanda says, what are you doing? Get back in there. Win this for Brody. So they get back in the ring, and then uh, there's this cool spot where Alex Reynolds, he gets powerbombed over the top rope and does like a moonsault midair to land on the guy. That was, to land into it, that yeah. Was some, yeah. <laughs> so the baby faces go on a roll. They all hit their finishers in a row, ending with the fatality to get the three count. So Brody Jr. runs in to celebrate. We all have a big group hug. We lift him up on our shoulders. Nice tribute. Good time. Great little moment. Great little moment. Uh, yeah, of mm-hmm. course, of course, we're gonna get the, we're gonna get the Brody Lee tribute. Everything that's supposed to be um, hypes us up for that hair versus hair match that we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, afterwards, there was a quick backstage promo from Leo Rush, who is once again all elite. I have no clue what's going on in this guy's career. He's like, he retires and then he comes back, and then he was weird. He retires again and then he pops at fucking double or nothing or whatever it was, and then he retired again. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know what his deal is, but uh, he's here. So he's here at least this time. (laughs) Uh, Dan Lambert comes out. 
he'll still hate the guy. Uh, yeah, cuts mm-hmm. a promo. Uh, they actually got the what treatment here, which you very rarely see in AEW. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Doing, we don't see that much. This crowd was a little weird. They were doing the what? They were also chanting CM Punk a lot throughout the show when he wasn't even wrestling. <laughs> and he's he in the there. company, you know. Like yeah. the whole point is that we want him back. But yeah, it was weird. Uh, but then we get Penelope Ford and the Bunny taking on Ty Conti and Anna J. Uh, or Tay J, even though it's pronounced Ty, but hmm. the screen says Tay J. Doesn't oh. matter. A rare women's tag match on Dynamite. Uh, but Anna and Ty, they had some nice matching pink gear. Looking good. They're permanently together, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, looks like. Yeah, chemistry forming. Uh, yeah, so anyway, this match was okay. Anna eventually hits a big kick in this Queen Slayer submission, and Penelope Ford passes out. For the win. For the win. I think negative one came down at the end, too. They do the little thing. Yeah, they another do the celebration. Another little celebration. And like we said after that rampage, yeah, this was going to be a tag match, baby. Fun, energetic, if nothing else. Uh, you know, there's a wealth of women's talent now, I think, in AEW. And uh, a limited number of spots in the title picture. Uh, as it becomes more apparent that maybe a second title or a, a set of tag titles might seem appropriate. Yeah, well, we've heard those rumors of this TBS title to be introduced, which I think is supposed to be the secondary women's title. Yeah, I think we need a tag title, a women's tag title, and a junior heavyweight title. Eventually, I think we need two. I think think we need two more. Yeah, slowly introduce them. Of course, Uh, slow and steady, baby. But yeah, when we move over to TBS, that could be the time to do it. Yeah, why not? Uh, MJF comes out to cut a promo, talks about uh, the young men that will carry this company for decades, the four pillars, if you will. Of course, you got Jungle Boy, we always mention him, he beat him already, and then you got Sammy Guevara, beat him as well, Darby Allen, whatever, uh, and then the strongest pillar, the youngest athlete to ever main event an AEW pay-per-view, the two-time Diamond Ring champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Says, uh, yeah, without me, this company ain't shit. And he even speaks directly to Tony Khan for a little bit. He wants a shot at that title. He doesn't, uh, yeah. And if he doesn't get it, he's got other options. He's got a friend named Bruce Pritchard. So they're name dropping a WWE executive right on. Wow, Bruce. Bruce Pritchard. Quick shout out. Bruce hasn't gotten a shout out in years. (laughs) Then Darby Allen interrupts. MGF calls him a school shooter mime on a skateboard. Uh, uh, two, Darby, two shooter references in one show. Yeah, in one show. And Darby, uh, he gives his rebuttal, but uh, what's up against MGF? Darby gets noticeable. He's not the best talker. Great wrestler, but yep. his promos aren't that much. But uh, yeah, MJF calls out Darby for being straight edge because when he was a kid, his sloppy alcoholic uncle drove drunk with him in the car, got in an accident, killed himself. MJF says it was a tragedy because the wrong man died. And the crowd just chants asshole at MJF. Darby just says, you won't break me mentally. Keep talking. MJF leaves. Yeah, well, this is it. Like we like we were saying with Jungle Boy before, this is the, you know we're 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 getting a uh, a feud between two of the, the the futures. These two guys are the future, right? Two of the pillars, as he two said. of the the four pillars. These two, Jungle Boy, 
Yeah. Who's the fourth? And Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Orange Cassidy, you're too old, baby. You're too old. <laughs> he's, he's, uh. Get out of here, OC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is older than I thought. You know, and we, remember, we had MJF Jungle Boy like two double or nothings ago, and now, you know, MJF Darby, and then eventually we need Sammy MJF, and then we're all complete. Remember, no, we got Sammy MJF like a month ago. Yeah, on TV. Yeah, remember when Sammy did like that crazy amazing. flip out and then just smacked Into the, the crowd. F- and, yeah, fucking yeah. smacked MJF. Yeah. Uh, another fantastic promo for our uh, Toweed Elite champion. <laughs> then we go to the main event. We've got Miro defending his TNT championship against Sammy Guevara. Uh, the biggest challenge yet of Miro's reign, but... You know, early on, he's in control, just muscling Sammy all around the ring. But Sammy's got the quickness. He uh, throws Miro into the ring post, into the steel steps. Back of the ring, Miro regains control. He hits the ropes, but then Sammy, Sammy counters with a sweet Spanish fly. Very smooth on a big man like Miro. Uh, then, yeah, just hits a big corkscrew dive. Back in the ring, goes for a GTH, but Miro escapes. Hits the Machka kick for a big two count. So Miro's pissed off now. He starts ripping off the turnbuckle pad. Goes to rip off another one. But then Fuego Del Sol runs out and stops him. So Miro hits him in the face. Uh, But then Sammy runs back. Hits a big knee strike, which knocks Miro face first into the exposed turnbuckle. Then he hits hits a Tornado DDT, followed by the GTH. But he's still not done as he climbs up to the top rope and hits a 630 splash to get the win. And the new TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. And new! Like we said, yeah, oh, man. Big we, confetti. Yeah. Confetti rains down. Everyone celebrates. Everyone's. And yeah. we, we've been saying this for a while. It's only a matter of time until the, say, you know, the Sammy Guevara babyface train leaves the station. And guess what? Yeah. Choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. Big exciting win. Uh, I think almost immediately after. Well, it didn't happen on Dynamite, but he started cutting a promo. And then on social media, Bobby Fish challenged Sammy Guevara for the title, and he accepted. So we'll get that match on Dynamite next week. Bobby Fish! Hey, no way! That's cool. That's All cool. elite. We're just waiting for Kyle two. O'Reilly at this point, right? And then, I was going to say, then, two down. And then Roddy. <laughs> we got and then we have a new faction. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then we get Johnny Gargano cool. over there. And then uh, Kevin Owens. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then we just have a War Games match. We, we recreate everything. Yeah, we do... Uh, blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Yeah, yeah. We can have a yeah. Blood and Guts match. Tommaso Ciampa comes over. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, Sammy Zayn. Yeah, that was fantastic. Congratulations, <laughs> Sam- congratulations, Sammy Guerrero. Yeah, fantastic match on the big stage and the big crowd. Uh, yeah, big moment. Big moment. Big moment. Afterwards, he got the he got the black version of the title back backstage. Yes. Who knows if he'll change it? But yeah, are the they white leather is dead? Oh yeah, are they just allowed to change it whenever they want? Is that is that how that works? I mean, I guess we've had. Th- Four different versions of it. By a few now, different so. iterations. Well, there was the one where it was like JK. We couldn't get it for real. Silver and red. Yeah, and then there was the yeah. okay. Here's the real version. Red and gold. Red and gold. And then yeah. there was the black and gold. Black and gold. That's three. 
and then Miro Lightning. made his own four, and now we're back to three. So it has yeah. changed five times, although there has been four different iterations. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was your episode of Dynamite. And uh, Mike, I think that's all the time that we actually have this week for the episode. Yeah, that was, it was a lot of stuff. There's uh, always uh, it's always this oh. time of year, dude. When we go to Saudi, there's fucking pay per view and this. And now we've added extra. We had an extra hour rampage and Jesus Christ. Yeah, although I think for our sake they cut out the normal October pay per view. Remember they had Hell in a Cell back in June, so now it's just Saudi. Oh no, it's just Saudi. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank, thank Christ. God. <laughs> then we'll go Survivor Series later. Don't, don't say that. And don't say that in Saudi. You might get uh, killed. You might. You might. You might get Arn Anderson. <laughs> Uh, well, let's uh, let's finish off the show the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new. Uh, oh, hey, it's the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Yeah. Uh, my wrestler of the week, Mike. I'm gonna kick this one off here for you. It was pretty easy for me um, because over on WWE programming, I, I I've been wanting to do one thing. You know, like sometimes you just wanna you'll be watching a character in a television show or in a movie, and you just want to reach your hand through the the screen and just slap them. Like, hey, stop doing that. Stop <laughs> doing that. And sometimes you wish, like, hey, you know, there could be someone over there. It's like, God, just destroy that. Fix that. Do whatever. You're like, oh my god, it's so easy. Um, and uh, if you've had pets, you've had dogs. Yeah. A plush toy is very easy to rip up. And right. for weeks now, I've been thinking to myself, God, I just want to reach my hands to the fucking screen and just <laughs> tear that thing to fucking shreds. Uh, and of course, my prayers were answered. My queen and wrestler of the week, Charlotte Flair, not only got the win retaining her Raw Women's Championship, but did something that I've been wishing to do for weeks now. Rip that fucking doll to pieces. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for everything you do for me, Charlotte. And uh, you're my wrestler of the week. <laughs> well... I was going to give this award to someone else, but I think you just inspired me. <laughs> uh, because that was a monumental moment. The death of a character. So let's always remember. Let's give the wrestler of the week award to none other than Lily. Whoa! For what could be her, <laughs> for what could be her final appearance. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to get, like, written off TV, you know, when you lose a match, buried in chairs, whatever. You're one thing to get It's another thing to get ripped to shreds. And then yeah. your only option is to come back in a creepy, chucky, sewn-back-together thing. Oh, my God, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Never mind. I just, I, just, I just wrote it. I just wrote it in my head. And thanks for listening, folks. That's the Shoot Brothers episode. Uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, because we're everywhere, baby. We're coming at you next week. Uh, a lot of wrestling action as we move forward uh, to Saudi. And then, hey, full gear in November. That's right. Part two of the draft. A lot of moving parts going on. We'll see where everyone ends up. We'll see where everyone ends up. And uh, thanks for listening, folks. Mike, you take care of yourself. Yes, until next time. Hey,